decide that you're ready and you want, like decide what you want. Do you just want to create more wealth and retire a little bit earlier? Do you just want to have more freedom? Do you want to be able to say F you to your job if something happens or you get a new boss or something? Do you just want those, you know, options or do you want to quit as soon as possible? So I think making that decision will kind of help you. And then I think a little bit of a woo-woo time set thing or a little bit of a woo-woo mindset thing is um, kind of deciding that you do deserve it and getting that that why, because it's not easy to do this. It wasn't easy for us. It's not easy for anybody. But if you have that like deep rooted purpose, that will help get you through the low valleys and help get you through, you know, you having the shining star that your reason why you're doing it. You're listening to the Ordinary Guys Extraordinary Wealth Podcast. Hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Welcome to episode five of the, I'm not going to screw it up this time, Ordinary Guys, Extraordinary Wealth. Ready? Ready. Let's go, dude. This is going to be probably my favorite episode so far. I think I've said that every time. But in this episode, we're going to talk about three steps that anybody can take to quit their job in the next five years. Yeah. And the coolest part about it is these are the exact same three steps that we took. We took them in a little different order. So hopefully you guys can learn from some of our mistakes. Yeah, if we had taken this order we're going to lay out with you, I think we maybe could have done it a little bit quicker. And we try to keep this show conversational, which we will in this show. However, these are three steps. So we're going to kind of structure this podcast and this show in the way of three steps. So let's just go through the three steps and then let's get the ball rolling. So the first step is you need to build your active income, which we didn't do at first. The second step is you need to get that passive income train going. And the third step, is you need to build a team. Don't get overwhelmed by that third step. They don't have to be employees, but you do need to build a team so you can grow. Yeah. And I feel like quit your job, you know, that's like kind of clickbaity these days, right? So first of all, you got to figure out if you even want to quit your job. Like you loved your job. I didn't like mine quite as much. You you tell people I, I hate it, <laughs> which it's all good, but you hated sitting in a cubicle all day, every day. And I hated people telling me where to be and when I had to be there, honestly. Um, but so, uh, there's a lot of people that the, the, the steps, the active income part of this, you know, it, you can achieve that through your job. You know what I mean? And and maybe you don't have to quit your job and you can jump into the passive rental income part. But, um, uh, if you want to get into real estate full time, there's ways to do that and replace your active income quickly. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is kind of piggybacking off what you said is to decide that, you're ready and you want, like decide what you want. Do you just want to create more wealth and retire a little bit earlier? Do you just want to have more freedom? Do you want to be able to say F you to your job if something happens or you get a new boss or something? Do you just want those, you know, options or do you want to quit as soon as possible? So I think making that decision will kind of help you. And then I think a little bit of a woo-woo time set thing or a little bit of a woo-woo mindset thing is um, kind of deciding that you do deserve it and getting that that why because it's not easy to do this it wasn't easy for us it's not easy for anybody but if you have that like deep rooted purpose 
that will help get you through the low valleys and help get you through, you know, you having the shining star that your reason why you're doing it. Yeah. So let's get into that active income a little bit because it's, it's my favorite part of it because it's the fastest way to replace your income at your W-2 job and get into real estate full-time. I fell in love with real estate. So I knew I wanted to be in it full-time, whatever it freaking looked like. Our method initially was a little backwards because we tried to add so many rentals to, so that the passive income would replace our current income, right? Um, number one, that takes a lot of time, right? That, that might take two, three, four, five, ten 10 years from somebody. Uh, there's other quicker ways to replace that active income inside of real estate if you love it that much and know you want to quit your job. Yeah, I always look at everything, and you do too, I think, through the lens of rental properties and cash flow. And that's just a slow way to create enough active income to live on. And it's even a more slow way to create it to where you're going to quit your job and just rely on that. Like that has always been, once we figured this out, kind of a backbone for us, having that active income come from our passive income rentals. Living off two, 300 bucks a month per property, that's going to take a lot of properties mm-hmm. to replace a decent income. And that was our back way, way, backwards way of looking at it. I like the idea of having your active income be your job or creating active income streams like wholesaling and flipping. Those are things that you can do that are in the real estate investing space that you're going to be in anyway if you're going a rental portfolio. And just wholesaling five houses a year and flipping two houses a year, that could I don't want to say easily, but that could very, very likely be a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. So that could be the active way to make money and add rentals on the side. But you know, a wholesale, you can make 10, 20 grand on a wholesale, you know, you can make 30, 40, 50 grand on a flip. So just do a few of those, get those, you know, streams coming in, those lead sources coming in, so that you are creating active income while you're building that passive income wealth builder on the side. Yeah. So say you're making 75 grand a year and um you like your job okay, right? And maybe not jumping into full-time real estate is makes sense for you, which is perfectly fine. Uh, you can supplement that income by doing a couple rehabs a year, two fix and flips. Is. You can get yourself another 50 grand to take yourself from making seventy-five dollars to $125,000. That's life-changing for a lot of people, you know? Um, and when you get good at it that way, then you're like, okay, my other job is getting in, way, in the way of my real estate investing now. So, instead of doing two flips a year or two wholesales or whatever you do, you can kind of ramp that up and do one a quarter, do four and replace your 75K job with a 100K net profit worth of fix and flipping. Yeah, there's just so many options you have in the real estate game, which is which is awesome. But I think the biggest thing and the takeaway from this first step, which is to get that active income going, is to just start to build relationships that will bring you distressed properties that you then you can decide what to do with. So just get that active income up as much as possible and do whatever it takes to do that, whether it be wholesaling, flipping, or other things. It doesn't even have to be in the real estate investing space. Just get a monthly check coming in that's going to eventually replace your actual active income, which is your job. Yeah, just and I want to just dig in a little bit more on what that looked like for us and painting and and why painting that vision and figuring out what you want is so important because I don't think we understood or or believed that, you know, flipping or wholesaling could be our main source of income. You know, we we were so focused on building a rental portfolio um, that we kind of took our eye off the ball on fix and flips or wholesales. And we did them and we were semi-successful at them. I think, you know, one of our main, our last year before we went full-time 
in fix and flips. I think our company made like $112,000 on fix and flips. We were going to use that money for down payments on apartments and stuff. That was our idea. We never really thought that, hey, this could be a full-time job if I like this enough. So um, just hopefully kind of help you guys figure out what that looks like for you and paint that vision better for yourselves. For sure. So once you get that active income vision figured out and start to go down that path, in our opinion, it's good to always go rental properties. Maybe your goal is just get out of your job and not create passive income. That's fine. But creating passive income is just such a wealth builder. I don't think anybody wants to just replace their job and not create wealth. If you want to create wealth, you're not going to do that from flipping houses. You're not going to do that from wholesaling houses. You're only going to do that by buying, you know, assets that go up in value and, you know, that produce cash. So the best way to do that, in our opinion, is to buy rental property. So as you're wholesaling and flipping and creating your active income, you're going to come across deals that would work perfect as rentals. You're going to be dealing with hard money lenders and private money lenders and banks. Everybody that you're going to need to know to build a rental portfolio with the Burrs method, you're going to meet throughout the wholesaling and flipping process. So start to pick off rentals and start to build that you know passive income. And I almost look at more as passive wealth than income, Lucas, because income, you're not going to make a ton from the Burrs method on each rental property. However, you are going to make a shit ton on wealth. Like our very first rental property. I'll go over the numbers here quickly. We bought it about seven years ago. We bought it for 75,000 and we put $25,000 into it. So we had a hundred green in it and it was worth 125 green. We had $25,000 of equity. That's great. You know, it's been a good rental for us over the past seven years. We probably averaged about 200 bucks a month cash flow on it. So nothing crazy. Yeah. And before we bought that property, I had a, I had a net worth negative like $13,000. So that's the property that took me from negative to positive. There you go. Just right there. Then you were right at the positive. I love it. And then in the past seven years, the market's been great. The property's worth 200,000 and we owe probably 70,000. So that 25 to $130,000 in one property, that's where your wealth's going to come. Do that times 10 properties, you're a millionaire. Do that times 20 properties, you're a multimillionaire. And that's only in seven years. So if you want that that net worth, that wealth, that long-term generational type wealth that I think everybody wants, and that financial freedom to have that security of all those properties, you're going to have to start to build rentals, uh, in our opinion, on the side that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And, it, and it's fun. Make it fun tracking your net worth. Every time you add a rental property to your portfolio, update your net worth sheet. Um, equity cannot pay the bills, right? But it's so powerful because you can use it for so many different things and access it in certain ways and um, you know, make you more bankable if you have assets to your name. Uh, so, so passive income we're talking about here, and, and mainly we're talking about rental properties, right? Whether it's long-term rentals or even, even short-term rentals. So let's go back a little bit. So, so you like your job a little bit that I would keep that as your active income and go straight to building your rental portfolio. Cause that's where your true generational wealth is going to come from. Um, say you don't like your job, right? And then you start introducing some real estate investing, active income methods like wholesaling, um, fix and flipping, right? Uh, And then you just fix and flip or wholesale enough to cover your monthly expenses. And you said uh, a great way to say it is pick off rentals. Like, hey, I got enough for the next quarter to pay my bills. This next one, it makes sense as a rental, pick it off as a rental. Um, Don't get stuck on that $20,000, $20,000, $5,000 check uh, with a wholesale or fix and flip. um, because if you keep that property, it's going to be much beneficial to you and your family in the long term, much more beneficial. 
So um, with the passive income too, so that's building a rental portfolio, right? I do believe there is an active income strategy into building a rental portfolio. And to me, that's that's managing your own rentals. Um, if you take on the management of your own rent, rentals, it's it's a job. You know what I mean? That is not passive, but you can pay yourself if you love it, right? Um, when we call it passive income, you're going to have to um, either hire an awesome third-party property management company or build out an amazing in-house team to truly make that passive for yourself. Yeah, everybody and everybody's path is different. Not everybody's going to do the same thing. I think in general, just start going out there and finding deals. You're going to come across some that are going to make sense as a rental, some as a flip. If you love your job, hate your job, just go find deals. And then if you love your job and your goal is to create enough passive income to eventually quit the job and start building the active income, just go build those passive income sources and you're going to come across a deal that doesn't make sense as a, uh, as a um, rental because there's not enough equity built in. It doesn't cash flow, whatever it looks like. And you're going to naturally create some more active income. If your goal is just to buy rentals, don't pass up on a really good property that doesn't make sense as a rental, wholesale it or flip it. So you're going to create more active income no matter what, even if your goal is just passive income. So just know that going in, I think. All right. You ready to jump to step three of quitting your job? Step three, quitting your job is to build your team. And that probably might scare some people. I don't want employees. I don't want to have to deal with payroll. I don't want to have to deal with the headache of having people report to me, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah. To me, it's just figuring out what part of the business that you love and do that part and and hire or outsource people or companies to do the parts that you don't love. Um, me personally, I didn't love, and I know you didn't love, Sam, like physically working on the houses, right? We, we tried that. Weren't very good at Not it. Not the best. Maybe we can show some pictures, but uh, we, we could demo. And I think even that, I, I, I fell through a ceiling. So... Um, not the best at even demo. Didn't you tear your MCL? I tore my MCL. I was hanging from uh, the roof truss upside down over a bathtub. Yeah, um, he was in this. He was in the attic, and um, I guess being up there and never being in an attic, I guess I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, Lucas. Yeah. But he just stepped you got to step. Drywall. You got to step on the actual like ceiling. Trust, yeah ceiling like joist not yeah. underneath underneath the ceiling joist is literally drywall screwed to the joist so he stepped in between stepped those right those, on the drywall i thought it was going to hold me those those pieces so yeah right through the drywall and fell right through yeah it still hurts to this day but anyway where was i going with that um find your sweet spot figure out what you love I, there's there's people in our network that have made the transition to full-time real estate investing that love working on houses. They do a lot. They're general contractors and they'll do three, four, five flips a year and have a great income and live off that. And then they'll hire people, um, you know, for, for the rest of it. Us personally didn't love that. So we liked, you know, growing the business. And then we hired contractors. We hired property managers. We found awesome bankers. We found awesome attorneys or, or whoever it is, um, getting the people to help you, the right people uh, to help you that, on stuff that you're not great at is, is a huge part of making that transition to quit your full-time job. Yeah, this reminds me of a previous episode we did on buying time and leveraging. That's yeah. what you're doing here. You're leveraging other people's skills because they're going to be better at than you. They're going to be more efficient than you. So leveraging other people's skills and spending the money to do it is just going to allow you to grow so much quicker, have a 
great team and a great base to grow the foundation from there. If every single project you're scrambling to tie up loose ends and find contractors and find the money, that's not an efficient way to do anything. So just hire everything out. It's okay to spend a little bit of money and maybe not have as much profit or equity to do it the right way and to do it quicker. Yeah. It's a, to truly be passive, you're going to have to have a great team or outsource some things. And you're going to have to give up some some money along the way, right? If you want your income to truly be passive. I think you probably get this question a lot. Should I hire a, a management company or should I manage it myself, right? And I think that's that's up to every individual. We have people within our office who have 40 rentals that manage it themselves. We have people in our office that have two rentals and hire property management companies. So, um I think either is fine. You just got to figure out what works best for you, right? Yeah, I think that's a good idea for a future episode is should you manage your own properties or yeah. not? Because it goes a lot into your specific personality type, how many properties you have, where they are, how much time you want to spend on it. So there's a lot that goes into that. So I think that'd probably be a good idea for a future for episode. For sure. And I wish someone would have talked to us about that because we went right into hiring a third-party management company. Um, it's not the, it, they weren't the right company. I don't know if there was a right company for us. We were, we were, we needed to see a lot. Right. So that's when we made the decision to bring it in house and start building our team. Yep. And that was a huge point for us. So basically before I kind of recap this up and tie a bow on it, want to let you know that we are doing a giveaway. We're going to give away two sets of tickets that are worth $20,000. So we'll get into that here in a second, but before we do, The whole genesis of this episode is just to hopefully give you guys a little bit more of a framework to follow if your plan is to quit your job in the near future. Even if it's not, I feel like there are some tangible steps and some thought processes you should be going through after listening to this episode. But just if your plan and goal is to be your own boss, you got to have a plan uh, to go do it and take steps to go do it and not just wing it. I think this hopefully will give you some idea of how you can go accomplish that. And for us just to l- let you guys know that it that it is possible and it's going to happen on different timelines for, for different people, right? Uh, some people might want to prove the model uh, for a whole year before they make the jump, two years even, right? Some people might want to do one successful project and say, hey, that's good enough for me. Let's go, right? Um, so I think just figuring out what works best for you and know that it is possible to take that leap whenever you want it and you can do it. And there's something about, um, n- not having that, uh, gosh, not having that security, right? Once you take that leap, something switches inside of you and you go into fight or flight mode and you figure it the F out. And I, I, I love that feeling personally. And I think, um, you guys would enjoy it too. But um, I think it is smart to set up a few things before you make the jump. But just kind of having a little bit more control over what the outcomes of your money that you have are. I, I see the the little quote or meme all the time, you know, employees work 40 hours for somebody else and entrepreneurs work 80 hours for themselves to make the same amount of money kind of thing. Just being an entrepreneur is takes a unique personality, but it's that fight or flight thing. And most good entrepreneurs definitely lean towards the fight. For sure. When we, when we hire people on at, at our business now, we're like, um, you're going to work a lot harder uh, than you did at your old job, but you're going to have a hell of a time doing it. So, and that's what being an entrepreneur is to me. For sure. All right. So if you want to win the giveaway, let's explain what it is and explain how you can win it. It's going to be, we're going to give away two sets of tickets So we're going to fly you to our office here in St. Louis, no matter where you are in the country, all-inclusive trip, we're going to pay for your flight, your hotel, your flight back home, dinner. We're going to hang out at the office. We're going to let you in on 
exactly what we do and how we do it. Any of our businesses from our flipping company to our education company, to our rentals, to our property management, whatever you want to know about, we'll let you in on those meetings. We'll brainstorm. We'll have a fun day full of masterminding and getting to know each other. We'll do something fun that evening. Uh, in St. Louis, the Cardinals, uh, if they are playing and we do it, then we'll go to a game or we'll go out to a nice dinner, whatever it looks like. We're going to have a really, really packed 24, 36 hours. It's going to be awesome. We're giving away two of those and you can bring somebody with you. We talked about it on every episode. I think for someone to spend the money on the tickets, the hotels, the dinner, the game, you know, buying our time, I think it'd be a 20 grand, a, 20 grand a ticket. So it's, it's I think a pretty, it, was, it was 20 grand last episode. So well, it's, I'm not, tw- it's 25, this episode. 25 grand. Yeah. There you go. I'll try not to keep raising it too much. Every but, time you say it though, it, it sounds better and better. It sounds freaking awesome. And I can't wait for, for you guys to take advantage of it and, and meet you all. Yeah. And all you got to do is literally subscribe to this podcast. Give us a five-star review and like this episode. It's going to take you 25 seconds to potentially win $25,000 worth of value. The ROI on that. Hello. That's leverage. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode. See you on the next one. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.